Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Hi, I'm Mel. And I'm Trish. And, and this, this is the Don't Give a 50 podcast. Let's make getting old the new gold, as oh, you say. I like that. I like that one too. That was mine. I think that was mine. It's Mel and Trish. Welcome to this week's episode of Don't Give a 50, a podcast for midlife women who dare to be awesome and don't give a 50. We are not slowing down. We're not putting on the handbrake. We are thriving. Giving it our best crack, Living our best lives as much as we can. We had a fun message from one of our 50-ish tribe, Kerri-Ann, about our episode with Nicole Webb. And she said... Listen to this one this morning. China would have been so hard. Loved hearing about her adventures. Another great chat, ladies. And again, didn't we all want to be actresses? <laughs> what do you mean, didn't we? Don't we? <laughs> Don't we, yeah. We still harbour some sort of God. deep inner dream yeah. that one oh, will get discovered. Well, what's, her, what's her name? Jackie Weaver? How old was she when she won her Oscar? Oh, yeah. Good point. Mind, Mind you, you she's, she's been acting <laughs> since she was young and she, well, I think I'm she's neither trained. trained. You never know. You never know. It's not to take mature age students. Of course, they, they they would not be ageists. No, they wouldn't be. No way, they can't. Says okay. me. Who's well, got Nida, no, who's got no? Why 50 aren't you idea? ringing yourself then? I've got no fifteen idea. Prove it, Nida. Bring us up. No, <laughs> offer us a scholarship. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That'd be awesome. So Trish has taught herself how to do a screen recording on her phone. So she's going to put a post up this week showing you how to leave a rating Absolutely. and review. I may have already done one by the time this comes oh, to okay. air. Brilliant. Well, if that's the I'll case, redo. she'll do another one. Yes. She'll redo it. That's for the Apple podcast app. Yes. So hopefully this will make it easier for you because ratings and reviews really do help. It helps immensely in the behind the scenes stats world and being completely transparent is a sort of currency that helps us to grow and also seek sponsorship to cover the production costs of bringing all these wonderful guests to you. So please, if you can, 
leave a rating and a review. That would be amazing. And watch Trisha's little tutorial screen recording. Yes. Legend. Legend. Love that. that. Still have to work on how to narrate it, but anyway, we'll get there. Yeah, no, I haven't worked out that either. I'll Google it. I'll Google its ass. (laughs) Did you say Google its ass? I say that about everything. Oh, don't worry, I'll Google its ass. if Gordo started or if I started. Oh, anyway, I it's, think it's a common saying in our house. Just Google it to us. I'm going to adopt that one. Yeah. That's a new one for me. So, Trish, most of our 50-ish tribe know us pretty well and by now and they know that of the two of us, you're the woo-woo girl and I'm not. Yes, I do love to lean in to the woo-woo world. realm of the woo-woo. The unexplained. <laughs> yes. It's something that... I am getting better at. You're I much have better definitely at it. Embr- well, I've I've embraced the habit of manifesting as much as I can call it a habit. It's not really, but I'm ha- giving it a embrace- crack because mm. if there is something in it, you want to. I want to tap in, Dove. Yeah, right on. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I don't want to have to Google its ass. I just want to be able to tap in. It. Yeah, <laughs> make that shit happen, Dove. I've made some, and I've made some progress. So, and Trish. I have been to a psychic twice in my life, mainly for fun, and came away feeling nothing because at the end of the day they didn't tell me anything specific. It was all very vague in general. And this is where my scepticism sorry, sort of planted itself because of mm. those, those experiences when I was in my early 20s. But I do try and keep an open mind. Yes. So yes, I am sceptical about it, but I don't shut things down. Well, I just think some things are just inexplicable and some people might put it down to Mm. coincidence but I think that some things are just coincidence doesn't cover it. It's not enough. Yeah, that's right. So I I do believe there's something. What that something is, I don't know Mm. how to describe it. No. But I do believe that there's something going on. And our knowledge just isn't deep enough oh, to God, no. sort of Well, you look no, at the universe, it. our brains, all of that yeah. stuff, as if we know anything. As if we know anything. <laughs> we know one or two things. We know how to Google someone's ass yeah. <laughs> or some things. Some just things be careful. Are, yeah. You don't actually get images of asses. <laughs> some things can't be unseen. True that. So you can imagine how excited I was by the idea of chatting with today's guest, psychic Julia George. Oh, my gosh. I was so mm, excited. Yeah, me too, because I was so curious and I wanted to know more and Boy, didn't she didn't she provide Oh my gosh, what a fascinating, mm. amazing, gorgeous, generous soul. Yeah. And the world or her world, it's so big. I mean, honestly, we we so we have actually broken our chat with Julia up into two episodes because there was so much to cover and even then we just scratched the surface. Oh, so yeah. so basically the first episode which we were about to launch into mm. is kind of all of the research and preparations and questions that yeah. we had. But Julia so generously and thoughtfully had put on her Instagram asking her followers to actually put forward their questions. So she did. There was just so much to find out that we have decided to do our first two-parter. Oh, apart from the hair episode, if you go way back, way, way back. that up, no one would have known. (laughs) Sorry, me. Sorry, a stickler for the details. (laughs) In that stupid random memory. Darling Radio, the saying is don't let the truth get in the way of a good story. (laughs) Not that I would ever tell a white lie to my... (laughs) 
children. 50-ish tribe. Oh, <laughs> definitely never, not to my children. <laughs> never to our 50-ish tribe. So let us give you a little bit of background about Julia. She is an Australian-based psycho medium, psychotherapist, modern witch and healer, and works with people from around the world to help them with a range of issues, which includes such things as relationship advice, finding purpose, psychological blocks, legal or business issues, past trauma. I mean, that's just the tip of the iceberg, as well as helping people develop psychic abilities and learning tarot and mediumship skills. I mean, it this was fascinating. It's a it's a world that I know very little to nothing about and I was on board for this. And what I love as well is if people do have that kind of intuition or a feeling that they may get feelings, they can lean into this and they also can reach out to Julia because yeah. I wouldn't even imagine where to start. No, exactly. Other than yeah. Googling its ass and seeing what comes up. <laughs> <laughs> and if you were a sceptic like me, then or a partial sceptic, I suppose, then you're going to learn something. So yes. here's and, our and chat. Melinda may have what even is- said at the end of the chat, mm. I think I might book in. Yeah. So watch Hell, this space. Why not? Absolutely. Here's our chat with Julia George. Julia, welcome to Don't Give a 50. It's great to have you here in our little shoebox studio in Brisbane. Yeah, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming up from the Gold Coast. Uh, yeah, appreciate appreciate that. It's fun to be in Brisbane. Even though we're an hour apart, it feels like a different world. It I, does. It is, isn't it? Yeah. I agree. Absolutely. I actually love getting in the car and driving to Brisbane, I must admit, because it is it is Going into w- the city. Going into the big smoke. Yeah, that's exactly what it feels like. <laughs> <laughs> well, I live r- remotely. Yes. <laughs> so I totally understand. Julia, your background and career path have been quite diverse. Yeah. Could you give us a highlight reel of your backstory and how you first discovered your psychic abilities when you realised you had a gift for it and when you decided to make it your full-time calling? We're really interested. So one of my followers last night asked some questions and they Mm. said to me, when did you realise you had the gift? When I look back on it now, definitely as a kid, but I didn't have any reference point or language for that at all. My family weren't into this stuff. So I did my first spell at nine. Something happened to me and I went out into the backyard and I got eggshells, grass and a hibiscus flower and did something. As an adult, I can't believe I used hibiscus because it's actually a powerful tool in magic. Wow. Wow. Can I just, did that, did you go, okay, I'm going to do a spell or you just went out into the garden and were drawn to grab oh, those look, things? I, I grew up in Perth and I used to play witches okay. and you yes. know, collect gum nuts and just childish stuff. When I got to 15 is when I realised that I was into things that – other people probably were not. <laughs> 15 was when I got my first pack of tarot cards. Right. Actually, it might have been a little bit later than that. And then as I got older and I started going to mind body spirit festivals, I was just completely blown away that there were large groups of people who were into what I was doing. Mm. And you have to remember this is a time before the internet. Yes. yes. So mm. one-on-one and reading and sort of learning and studying. So I started doing readings when I was like 19, 20. Okay. Actually, it might have been a little bit later than that. But I've had two career paths. I've been doing reading since I was 19, Mm -hmm. but I have been in and out of the corporate sector. And in my 20s, I did admin stuff that led me to be in large-scale events. I did the Sydney Olympics. I worked for the Olympics for three years. Then I ended up meeting an American, going to America, got married and ended up in American politics 
Oh. For about seven years and wow. worked for a house Obama of cards. for six of those. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So I worked for Obama and did a lot of local, national, federal fundraising gigs. And Could I just interrupt there? Yeah. Very mm-hmm. intrigued as to Frank Underwood and if that stuff really goes on. Pretty much. Oh, yeah. Wow. Who's Frank Underwood? Uh, he's he's the guy in House from of Cards. House of well, cards. See, I've never watched it. And okay. I'm told that I have to. F- That's his cufflinks, Frank Underwood. Anyway. Oh, if you okay. <laughs> clearly, I'm a fan. Yeah, well, everyone's everyone says it's good, so mm. I will get around it's, to it. It is good. Okay, all right. So yeah, politics, and then after Obama's inauguration, I was really, really burnt out. Three mobile phones, twenty weeks without oh a my weekend. Gosh. I was doing readings then, but it was for friends and friends of friends. I was also doing a lot of study while I was over there at Naropa. It's a Buddhist university in Boulder, Colorado, and I was also really into the Enneagram. I am always doing some type of study and that still continues now. Yes. Mm. Like I just sometimes feel like I don't Curious. know enough. Yes. yes. Yep. So I was really burnt out after Obama's inauguration and decided to come home. And as soon as I got home, I got like a, a straight job, what I call a straight <laughs> job, so I could get my four pay slips and get some car financing and all that yes. stuff because yes. I lived in Australia for a long time. And I felt nauseous and sick to my stomach. And so one of the first things I did was get my nose pierced because in politics you couldn't have yes. anything like that. And you when I got my you. nose pierced, it was a sign I am never going back. Yes. Yep. So even though I've been doing readings for a long time, it really was 2010 that I was like, this is this is what I do now. Yep. And it was, yeah, it was easy. When you say I was a child and you were kind of, getting signs that you were had psychic abilities. Yep. What were those kind of signs? Like, Are you talking to imaginary friends, what I oh, thought yeah. were imaginary friends? And actually two of them that I used to connect with as a child I still connect with today. Wow. And so when I started getting into spirituality, psychic stuff, mediumship, it's like, oh, this is a thing. Mm. Yeah. Um, so yeah. could you actually see them or hear them? Or hear like, them. Hear them. Yeah. Okay. And actually smell. There's five psychic senses. Wow, yes. Yeah, clairvoyance is the seeing, clairaudience is the hearing, clairsentience is feeling. So sometimes a client will walk in and I get a massive migraine and it will stay until they leave the room and then it's gone. So I'm feeling wow. what they're feeling. Okay. And then the other two, which are probably the least common, is the psychic sense of smell, which was actually my first psychic sense. Like I always knew when I was going to see my grandmother because I could smell Smell her perfume. I've actually heard that before, especially when people talk of ghosts and ghost tours or whatnot, that quite often it will be a scent, a very strong scent that comes from nowhere. Particularly when I'm talking to a client and if they have somebody on the other side who was a smoker, I usually pick that up wow. straight away. Mm. Yeah. That is so interesting. It is. I'm I'm having trouble getting my head around it because <laughs> I don't have your ability. Yeah, but, but I t- teach psychic development and one of the mm. biggest joys in that class is people by week one or two starting mm. to tap into that stuff. Mm. And we'll get to that. Yeah, because yeah, this kind of leads me to a question that I always wonder with your kind of intuition versus psychic ability and imagination like when if I think oh is that my intuition should I listen to that is that my imagination am I just overthinking it mm-hmm. or is that a sign like that kind of yeah second guessing yourself and, and, and which is it like am I leaning into it or am I just and because being a kind of creative overthinker that's really hard to kind of 
get out I, of I your would head. say it's both, and I hear it in client sessions all the time. Oh, it's probably nothing, but I felt this whatever yes, it is. Yes, like you like, have to. Yeah, yeah and yeah. why are you second guessing it? Like, yes, but it's a muscle. The more you listen to it and act on it, the stronger it is. I think with intuition it has the absence of anxiety. So there can be a sinking feeling like, oh, I bet you they won't turn up or I bet you that gets cancelled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it happens and you're like, oh, okay, it was. But I think sometimes when it's imagination, it's got a bit more paranoia or anxiety okay. attached to it. That makes sense. Oh, that breaks it down quite well, mm. doesn't it? So yes. if there's anxiety or paranoia attached to it, it's imagination. It's, yeah. it's more yep. likely your imagination rather than intuition. Yeah, and I do that. I still have those days where it's like I'll panic about something mm-hmm. and I'm like, I think it's going to be okay, but I'm not sure. And then it happens and it's like, oh, yeah, that was my anxiety. Like yes. it's it's okay. So I guess mm-hmm. it's just watching those moments, kind of catching them yeah. and going, okay, that was it. Yes. That's how it felt. That was it. Yeah. But, yeah, there's usually anxiety attached to imagination or ego or you get a sense of something and you're still asking yourself, I wonder if, that's usually more fantasy, whereas intuition's just like, oh, "Oh, yay, this is going to happen, like Mm -hmm. I can feel it, or what? I don't think that's the right thing and even though I'm disappointed, I know it's the right path somehow. When you said fantasy, you nailed it. I think I live in a little fantasy land sometimes. Don't we all? (laughs) No, I don't. <laughs> but out of the three of us, I'm the most non-woo-woo. Well, yes, I yeah, like. Right. I live. I lean in heavy. Mm. Right. I mean, um, I certainly have an imagination. Yeah, but no, I don't fantasize much. But you are much more open since we've been on this journey. Yeah, I and, am, and are remaining curious now. Yeah, yeah, I yes. am. Yeah, that's true. Absolutely. So, Julia, many of our fifties tribe may be novices. I guess, like us like Mel. <laughs> yeah, especially me. Could you explain how it works for you or through you? You mentioned the, the senses before and with your childhood friends, you heard the voices. Do you do you see dead people like in the sixth sense or the, the old TV show medium where Alison Dubois, people would yep. come to her to get help or... With with mediumship, I have a really interesting journey with mediumship. I did a lot more mediumship in my 20s. Mm -hmm. And I also went to a place called the Arthur Finlay College in the UK. And it is basically a a castle and you can go there and study and and stay over and do a weekend or a week-long program. And I I did a lot of mediumship there. We would have to get on stage and pick somebody out of an audience of 40 and have like really solid evidence of like how I'm connecting to the person. The way it comes to me is I usually hear them Mm -hmm. and I feel them and they're usually on my right. And I also hear in my right ear. So if you notice my earphone, I've actually Ah, got it a bit off my right ear Mm -hmm. so I can hear. Right. So for me, I I sense them. Sometimes I will see them. So if you, when you're sitting opposite me, if you see me looking around, that's what's happening. I'm looking at things. So yeah, I, I don't... I don't always see them. I see people in my apartment when I'm out in certain situations. But one of my gifts is looking at photos. Right. Mm. So when somebody presents a photo to me of somebody who's passed over, whether it's a recent photo or something 
I can really connect to a photo and that is something called psychometry. So holding rings, watches, jewellery, photos, it helps me to tune in. Okay. But no, I don't see dead people like the sixth sense or ghost. <laughs> yeah, okay. That's yeah, most yeah, people's yeah. reference point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Very highbrow, yeah. honest. I but understand. Actually, if you, in ghost, take that as an example, when mm-hmm. Whoopi Goldberg's tuning in, she's yeah. not seeing him, she's hearing, hearing him. him. She yes. Is. That's me. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Oh, my God. Is that exhausting? No, I get as high as a kite. Yes. Okay. So the adrenaline kicks in. The adrenaline kicks in and I feel really alive and I can be really depressed and really have a down day or something has happened. An example was my dog died about 10 years ago and I had a full day of clients the next day and I went and saw clients. And as soon as I started reading, all of that passed. When I got in the car, it all came back. Yes. But when I'm in a session, I feel very much alive because I'm I guess you're in flow and in just a a, a whole Mm. kind of euphoric state to be able to make that connection. So talk us through a a typical session with you, if there is one. What happens? So when you come in, I have a look at your date of birth. I'm just looking at some basic birth data. I don't classify myself as an astrologer. There's I've been studying astrology since I was 19, but I don't classify myself as an astrologer. But I do look at some of your astrology basics so I can see what's going on. Then as soon as I meet somebody, by the way, in reception, I'm starting to tune in. I'm already Mm. picking up on stuff. So when they sit down, have a look at some of the astrology basics and then I usually get them to shuffle cards and then I have a look at my tarot cards and then inevitably five, ten minutes in, I'll start picking up on somebody and I'll say, can I have a look at a photo of your kid or your crush or whatever? And if they don't have photos... If I showed you Harry Styles, could you tell me if that's ever going (laughs) to (laughs) happen? I'm quite happy for him to marry some of my children or... (laughs) Sorry, I don't mean to make light, but no, no, no. No. I will say this though, sometimes on social media, I'll have a look at a photo of somebody and I can pick stuff up. Oh, wow. Mm. Yeah. But yeah, photos is really my my gateway and entry point. So most people are coming to you with some sort of a problem or some sort of... It depends. Like this week, actually, I had quite a few people who had heard about me word of mouth and I'd say, do you have any questions? And they were like, no, not really. I just wanted to see what you got. But I will say 80% of my clients are going through something. I've got a client this afternoon. I know she's coming because it's her birthday and she wants to know the year ahead. People come to me for all sorts of reasons. And people come to me, particularly if they're going through a divorce or some type of crisis, They'll come mm. to me like once a month. Some people turn up every January for their yearly checkup. Like okay. it just, it really depends. So seeking clarity, seeking comfort, seeking... Yeah, all of that. And some people too just really enjoy the space of being able to get a secret off their chest. Yes. Yeah. 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 I'll bet they do. Do you yeah. have, mm. do you find sometimes when you have people in that intimate setting and you're kind of talking to them and you can tell that they're not telling the truth or that they're holding their secret? Does that ever happen? Or oh, yeah. They, yeah. Yeah, yeah. All the yeah, time. And they're going, no, 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 and you're like, mm, yeah, okay. The other thing is too I can feel sometimes that they're wanting me to pick up on something. Oh, mm. yes. So mm. they're almost testing you type thing. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And the other thing that happens too is sometimes I'll be doing a reading and I'll say, I'm really sorry to ask this, but I'm going to. Is there another man in your life? And mm. the look of sometimes oh. relief on their face, okay. like, oh, yeah, you picked it up. Yes. I don't have to tell you. Yes. And oh. sometimes I'll go, oh, God, no. And sometimes Are you saying it's like, that because I mentioned Harry? <laughs> no, <I'm> sorry. <laughs> we always end up looping back 
to Harry, <laughs> don't we? <laughs> Somehow. Right. Yeah, that is mm. fascinating. So, yeah, you know, I can sense sometimes. And the opposite is true. Somebody will literally sit in the chair and just pour, pour it out. Yeah, it's pour like a confessional. Out. Like it, And ev- inevitably mm. I'll hear when they listen to their recording back, because you can record on the phone, somebody will say, oh, I talk too much. But well, sometimes I, I can, sometimes I'll cut people off and go, hey, here's what I'm saying. Other people, I can just feel they really need, need to, to get, get that it, off their get chest. it out. Because mm. it's interesting because in that environment, sometimes even with a therapist or something, there's still that level of anxiety to actually spill everything. Yes. Mm. So, yep. yeah. Yeah. And actually, I get this a lot. People say to me, oh, I haven't told anybody else. Mm. And I'll say, aren't you in therapy? And they're like, oh, I'd never tell my therapist this. Oh, wow. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, Yeah. because they're scared of the judgment or something. I don't know. Whereas because I'm so out there, I think there is an implication of like, oh, you won't judge me because you're into this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's probably Mm. true as well. Yeah. Yeah, because I think some things are really hard to say out loud, even in therapy. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this is, I don't know, 10, 11 years ago, I remember a man coming to me when I saw him. I was like, oh, you've never had a reading before. High-vis vests, work boots, <laughs> socks. And he came in and he revealed to me that every day on the way home from work, his mother had died, every day on the way home from work he would pull over and cry before mm. he got home to his wife and kids and they had no idea. And he said that he had felt sort of dead basically since his mother had died. And I just mm. thought, wow, a lot of people carry such a heavy emotional burden. Mm. And so we got to chat to his mum and he had a cry. And mm. uh, Yeah, so people come to me for a variety of reasons. That's amazing. Do you find it's only kind of sp- spiritual types nope. that come to no, you no, and, no. and it doesn't have to be spiritual mm. types nope. to I have get a, that connection. Like yeah. high-vis man. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yep. But you would think so normally. I agree, Trish, that so you would normally yep. think that they were the types of people that would seek out Tons someone such as of business people. <gasps> really successful business people. Mm. There's a I kind of a, a joke or a meme like millionaires don't use astrolog- astrologers and psychics but billionaires do. Oh. I love that. <laughs> wow. And actually sometimes somebody will do something and I'm like, oh, they have an astrologer for sure. Like yes. somebody will release an album or something and I'm like, oh, they're okay, working with Okay, because they're doing it with the dates and the oh, moons. Yeah. And, yes. Yep. Got you. Uh, so, no, my clients are everything from tons of 20-year-old girls when's the next man coming along Yeah, yeah. I've got a ton of clients I think I may have 70s. done that when I was in my early 20s. I may have gone yeah, down right. that track. Yep. Yeah. I think I did too. One of two times I've done it. It's something I think that, as you mentioned before, when there's some sort of turmoil or Mm -hmm. uncertainty, Uncertainty. you go for curiosity. And then I find when everything's going well, it's almost like, Mm. oh, do I want to be faced with anything that I'm not quite ready to hear? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and and sometimes people will stipulate that at the beginning of a session. I don't want to hear anything bad today. Yeah, okay. yeah. Or I don't want to know about death, and I, yep. I don't get into predicting death. Although mm. my most common question is, "Can you tell me about my mum or dad, or so and so's ill? Okay. How long have they okay. got?" Okay, right. I thought That's you were about to go. Say, well, can you tell me when, I'm when going I die? To... No, <laughs> no. And I actually, somebody just said to me this week, "How much longer do you think they've got?" And I'll give a rough time frame, but I never predict death or birth because yes. that's up to the soul's journey. Yes. Yeah. 
I think, too, people, they just want to know that everything's going to be okay, don't they? really they? do. And I think mm. that's why some people come in and sit down and say, I don't want to know anything bad. And I remember a client, oh, years ago, and she said, I don't want to know anything bad. And I said, okay. Anyway, mm. we started to talk and she's like, my husband's out of work. My dad just died. We're struggling. I'm the only breadwinner. And she listed off all these yeah. things. And I jokingly said to her, what could I possibly I tell, tell you that's worse than all of <laughs> yeah. that? Yeah. And uh, we still joke about it today. But she was just wanting to know that one was of those things was, was really going to be, be okay. okay. Yeah. And in a session, I tend to, I say, I'll say to the person just directly, I'm going to rip the Band-Aid off. We're going to start with this awful yes. stuff first. Mm. Then we're going to get the good stuff. Because I want someone to walk out feeling light. I'm not going to bullshit you. If you're going to go through a tough time, yeah. I'm, yep. I'm going to tell you. Mm. But I also want Full people to feel like they've got something's going to be okay. Yeah, yeah absolutely. <gasps> Brilliant. Do you able, are you able to, these people that are going through these tough times and, that you, and you are going to be honest mm-hmm. and tell them, okay, this is what I'm seeing ahead of you. Yeah. Are you also able to give them some advice on what they should do? Yes. To so, manage that? My client load was getting really, really intense. And so in 2014, I started studying body psychotherapy and became a psychotherapist. Yes. Because I was getting more and more trauma and I would refer Mm. to therapists and people don't want to go. Like Mm. it's every week or every two weeks and and Mm. a lot of people just want it's creating another relationship. Creating another relationship, going through it all again. And if you've already got that dialogue with someone. Yeah. That makes perfect sense. Yeah. Mm. So somebody yesterday or a few weeks ago actually was going through some relationship stuff. 10, 15 years ago I would have gone, this is it or you need to end it. And now because of my psychotherapy training, sometimes I'll go, look, the next three years are going to be rough but I think you're going to stay. And so I do take some of that psychotherapy knowledge into the psychic ah, practice. Yes. Mm. would work well. Yeah. We will be back after this short break with more fascinating facts from Julia. So, 50s Tribe, let us tell you about one of our little favourite shopping haunts. Sweet Charlotte Studio. So, they have two standalone stores on the Sunshine Coast. However, they have a really large online store and this is important for all our 50 ishers who don't live on the sunny coast yes, and can't access. Like me. If you live remote <laughs> like me, it's very handy. The website itself is so easy to navigate and you may even recognise some of the models when you go on there. Yes, because Trish and I are on there quite <laughs> a lot, which is just an absolute thrill to do that. So yeah, if you jump online, you will see us. Staff are super helpful. So if you are shopping online, you can always give them a call or reach out. Also, they have Heaps of natural fibres, linens and silks and gorgeous relaxed styles that I absolutely love. Check out their website, sweetcharlottestudio.com.au to get 10% off your first order. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast Fat Mascara here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. So, Julia, we're very interested in midlife women, obviously. Yep. So, because we're a podcast that's aimed at midlife women, what advice would you give to women who are feeling lost or uncertain about their path in midlife and how can psychic readings help them gain clarity at this time? A few things. One, I love my midlife clients because they have the ability to, am I allowed to swear? Yeah, yeah we do. Not, not give a shit. Yeah, oh, Yes, you absolutely, know, you can and say that. One of the things is is that most people are looking for permission. Mm-hmm. You want to leave, you want to do that, you want to spend mm-hmm. that, like mm-hmm. go for it, life's yes. short. Mm. Yeah. And the other thing is too, I just re- sometimes I will give them a bit of an ass kicking, like what are you doing? Oh, great. Mm-hmm. This is now yeah. affecting your health or you're getting depressed, like do you really want to live like this? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I'm thinking of studying, I don't know that I should. I'm like, what are you doing? Why wouldn't you? Mm-hmm. So sometimes I will be that cheerleader who's like, yes. why aren't you starting the business? It's going to be really successful, mm-hmm, like mm-hmm. go for it. So in a reading I do a lot of what I call pushing out the door. Yes. Like, go for it. What are you doing? Why wouldn't you do that? Mm-hmm. Particularly, I see a lot of people, particularly in their late 50s, in, yep. in your late 50s, everybody goes through what's called a Saturn return. Ooh. And I usually see it's a crisis point for most women. The kids have left home. Are you looking at your partner going, what do we have in common? Yep. <laughs> I, don't, and, I don't relate to any of this. <laughs> and so a lot of the times people are looking for permission or they want to make a big life change and they want to know that it's it's going to be okay. And so sometimes I can be an enabler and sometimes I'm like, why would you do that thing that makes sense when this is what you really want to do? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so enlightening and uplifting. I will like say, I don't know why, but in the last four or five years, I've had lots more men come to see me. Okay. And predominantly midlife men. Mm-hmm. Do they come for the same reasons yep. as women? Yeah, absolutely. So it's that repurposing. Yep. So they're empty nesters now. They've been focused on family and business and yep. or careers or whatever. And it's like, okay, I'm feeling lost. Yeah, I'm feeling lost. I don't know, I'm making this up. Let's say somebody's been a roof plumber. They're 58. They want to get off the tools. They don't feel mm. like they can. Yep. Body's know, not going to be able yeah, to do it they, they, they can't retire, but like at mm. 58, God, I feel so trapped. So act. it's actually one of the things that I like the most about reading for men is how similar they are actually to women in terms of their problems. Mm -hmm. And I think one thing I'm consistently blown away by is how sensitive men really are. 
Mm. Yes. I get to see a side of him. And as I said about the high vis guy. Yeah. yeah. Like, why isn't your wife seeing this? Yes. Right? Yes. And she's probably at home going, oh, he's shut down and not grieving. No, yeah. he's grieving. He's just not showing yeah. you. Yeah. And so I get to see a lot of people's secret selves. And vulnerabilities. Mm. vulnerabilities. They present themselves completely yeah. stripped back yep. and bare. Going yeah. back and to the men, that's mm. just a huge hangover of the patriarchy and what they're meant to. Huge. Yeah. What a shame. Yeah. Mm. Mm. I actually have a funny story. Oh, tell Please us. share it. <laughs> we love a funny story. At, a lot of the times, sometimes clients will need help with something and I am I love giving people spell work to do and I'm always sort of blown away who's drawn to it. Anyway, on my Instagram profile there is a highlight called banishing and protection and I teach people how to do what's called a lemon spell to sort of banish somebody. Anyway, Ooh. I remember telling one <laughs> so of my... She's interested. I remember telling one of my young male clients about this and two weeks later I get this photo on my phone and I had told him to do the lemon spell. And here I could just picture this guy. He's like, I don't know, 26 and he's at home. And he's got three, he's got a picture of three lemons. Mm. And he's at home like going for broke, doing all this spell work, <laughs> banishing people. I think it's almost right. as, as simple as going through his phone and deleting contacts. He's got mm, his lemons pretty, out. Pretty much. <laughs> and so I'm always blown away by who is willing to try something magical. And I think for people who do a lot of work on themselves, sometimes it can be, well, what the hell? What have I oh, got to exactly. lose? Exactly. So yeah. I've been to therapy. I've done this. I've done yeah. that. So yeah, mm. yes, I absolutely agree. I'm. I think I'm full into that category. Why not? If there's something in it, absolutely. Yeah. Mm. And I do believe that there is definitely. There's just too much out there for the not to be. It's interesting what you were saying before too about the men that come in and see you for the same reasons as women. Yeah. And basically, yes, they're looking for permission, aren't they, Absolutely. to try something new, mm. to put down the tools, to ha start a new business, to yeah. go back to study, to take up a new hobby or whatever. But they've been caught for so long mm -hmm. in the routine of life yep. that they they feel really trapped Yes. And I, I would imagine, yeah, that there'd be a lot going on in their heads. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, a lot. Mm. We just touched briefly on kind of scepticism. Mm. Do you I imagine you'd get this quite a bit? And how do you confront that with people? Like there's some misconceptions that people have about psychics. Like I think how the, do you address that? I think the first thing I do is I am not attached to whether you like what I do or not. Yes. I will say it is draining. Like oh, I can usually absolutely. tell when somebody's sceptical and they've heard at work, oh, I had a reading on the weekend, it was good or mm. this was my experience and they've yep. come to see me to basically see what I can do. That's probably a draining session for the first 10, 15 minutes mm. because they come in with their arms folded. Yeah. <laughs> and completely and shut like, down. oh, here we go. And it's like the Psychic Olympics. You've got to yeah. like, yeah. give, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, give them something. Yeah. And it actually, it's happened quite a few times or someone will come in, they've got their arms crossed and I can just tell they're a sceptic. Mm. And I'll say, do you want to record? They're like, no, it's good. I'll remember it. And then they're oh. 10 minutes in and they're like, actually, how do you record this? Mm. And yes. so there is a lot of the time a turning point where they're yeah. like, oh, this is this is not mm. what I expected. And I actually get that a lot. That's not what I expected, but it was, it was good. Yeah. But it is draining. I come from an extremely sceptical family. Mm -hmm. So I'm used to it from that 
point of view. Wow. I yeah. think my parents still tell people I do admin or something. Ah, uh, yeah. I was going to ask you about that in relation to critics and scepticism. Yeah. So it's one thing to have a client that comes in as a sceptic, you know, mm. arms cross, yeah. sort of the barrier up. Yeah. But what about those people that you meet out, like if you're at a party? And if you I'm at a party some, or I, those I, ones that you love and are in your realm all the time. Mm. Yeah, I just, I, I kind of shut it down. At parties yeah. and social settings, yep. if somebody says, what do you do? Yep. Nine times out of ten, I'll just say I'm a therapist. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Well, you are a psychotherapist. Yes. So I'll just say therapist. Yeah. And then if it's somebody who I feel like is comfortable or yeah. whatever, and you can tell, I, I will just say well, you I'm, can definitely I'm tell. psychic. Yeah. But if I'm like in an Uber, I'll always just say therapist because they'll expect a reading by the time we get to the airport. <laughs> that's it. That's the other people, thing I could imagine at a party and people have had a couple of drinks. They're like, oh my gosh, really? Well, actually, oh, the opposite see? has happened. Oh, I remember really? being at a party probably seven years ago and a guy said to me, what do you do? And I was at at the time at my best friend's house and I just said, I'm psychic. And he had had a few drinks and he just went to town on me. Oh, no. Yeah. And I was actually really good friends with his wife and she came over and actually literally took him outside and he came back and apologised. Well, I'm glad he did. He should because that's not cool. No, I I do get aggression. Unnecessary. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like that at all. Do you think that comes from fear? Yeah, mm. I mean, yeah. There, there's, yeah, could there's, I imagine people we, just... We may um, not, which is at the stake, but there's still witch burning going on. Yeah, you, yes. Just in terms of wow, like, oh, that, yeah. you're into that. Mm. Yeah. And I actually have some people who come to me who are in a religion where they are not allowed to have readings. Yeah. And yeah. They'll, they'll pay cash or something like, I don't oh, want yeah. no, anyone to know I was here. Yeah. Sensational. Yeah. But I'm glad they seek you out, though, if yeah. they feel oh, they need to. That's yeah. I feel like, too, if somebody's booked in for a session, they want to hear something, even if if they are sceptical, yeah, yeah. if they're looking for some type of connection to the mm. other side. Yes. Mm. Mm. It's sort of get, going back to the Uber driver thing, I feel the same happens in our family with my brother-in-law who's a physio. Mm. I just say, oh, look, I've yeah. got a knot in my back. So I can oh, you I just know. like How the exciting. poor thing like every time. Yeah. I say, can you just like, <laughs> I'm putting your elbow into my scapula for a while. Yep. Yeah. So, and I imagine, I've got a brother in IT and I'll go, hey, yeah. my phone's not working. Yes. yes. Like, so we do. I don't fix phones. Yeah. What are you doing? <laughs> yes, I'm in IT. <laughs> yeah. On that, is there kind of with sceptics, et cetera, is there, or even putting them aside, is there a particular kind of pinch me or wow, mind-blowing story that you've kind of gone, oh, my gosh, this is so powerful? Is there any particular... God, I've never been asked that before and the answer is yes. So sometimes I will say something and the person will start crying or their face will light up and even after all this time I will still go, oh my God, I can't believe I got that. Yeah, yeah. And the opposite's also true. Sometimes I'll get something and I ignore it and two minutes later or like I'll say, oh, what does your husband do? And in that moment I'm like, I'll bet you it's an engineer and she'll go, oh, engineer. And I'm like, oh, I should have said it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it was sitting right there. Yeah, and And so I I do feel like sometimes, yeah, I over-edit myself. Yeah, yeah interesting. But I remember over-editing. years ago I was doing a reading for a woman and she was selling a property and I said, actually, are you selling two properties? I said, this is weird. Are you selling a tennis court? 
And I just remember her face, like, how mm. the hell we that? And she's like, how do you know that? And I was like, oh, that's what I do. Inside, I was going, where the hell? Did-? Who sells yeah. a tennis court? But she was selling a tennis court with one of her properties. Wow. And so it happens where I'm like, oh, yes. Like, yeah. yeah. I'm glad I listened to that. But I tend to speak quickly in a session because I don't want to over-edit myself. Yes. Like, if, if you think too much, yeah, it gets in your way. Yeah, if I was beginning, you know, in my 20s and I mm. heard, oh, she's selling a tennis court, I would have gone, she's not selling a tennis court. I won't say that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. as, coming back to what we were saying earlier, it's a muscle. Like, yes. you use it. And I tend to find in a session, if I do listen and say everything that's coming to me, I just start to get a flood more information. Yeah, for what sure. Happens if you're kind of like, if you're... Like when you came into the building today and the receptionist brought you around to us or whatnot, do you ever kind of pass people and get a feeling or a sense of, oh, I need to tell them that or anything like that? No, no. I In my 20s I would. I think I got a little bit burnt out doing that. Mm-hmm. But, no, when I'm out of a session, I'm not usually on. on. Yeah, yeah, that's what yeah. I was going to ask, the on and off button. Uh, do you have it's, one? It, yeah, I do. Mm-hmm. It's it's not conscious. But yeah, I, can- I remember only just a couple of years ago I was getting a coffee and the girl serving me, I'd go there every morning, so I'm used to seeing her. And I said, are you, you're not okay. Like, are you okay? Like, what's, if yeah. you want to talk. And she just burst into tears and it was really inappropriate because she's at work and now she's crying. Yeah, gotcha. Mm-hmm. So my antenna is is always on, I think, mm, just yeah. in terms of like, I don't know, who to trust, not like yes. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Or people that I don't want to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yep. But no, I'm not walking around always on picking up messages for everyone and handing yeah, it out like I candy. I think that harks way back to that, it must be exhausting that I mentioned before. Because yeah. if you didn't, yeah, if you were on, if your antenna was on all the time, that would be exhausting. Yeah. And going back to Ghost, what there was that scene in Ghost, remember, where she was getting yeah. like all yeah. the different yes. voices from all the different dead people. And, well, and actually that's why I don't allow people to come in together. Yeah. Ah, because they can have conflicting I, people I will, coming to yeah, see them. Yeah, I will say to a husband and wife, you can have a half hour each or whatever mm. and record it and play it back to each other, but yeah. only one person in a room together because otherwise it's like watching the TV and listening to the radio at the same time. Yeah. And mm. it's is not. It, is it a Nicolas Cage movie or something where he's an angel or something like that and then oh, you can just yes. hear all those voices coming and they have to kind of pick which one they're going to help? I vaguely remember that movie. Yeah. Yeah. That one I don't remember. Was it City of Angels? Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. yeah. So, Julia, what advice would you give to women who are interested in exploring their own psychic abilities and how can they start to tap into their own spiritual gifts? Well, I think the first thing is it's like a muscle. Most people have intuitive feelings and they just need to know permission or have permission that that's what it is. Mm. Yep. And when I teach Introduction to Tarot Psychic Development and somebody picks something up, I'm like, yes, you got it. And they're like, oh, God. Mm. Like, okay. I so it's so, gaining that confidence yeah, as well. I mean, for me, my medium yes. is I use the cards and I'm really good at reading photos and bodies. Mm-hmm. And so for some people it's pendulums or they mm-hmm. like to hold somebody's hand and they can get information that way. Nice. So you can you don't have to join a course to do it. You can develop your own psychic gifts by yourself. But I think it's just taking the leap. And when I teach psychic development, I always say to people, don't edit yourself. Yeah. I give out the advice. I don't take it. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's just like listening to 
it. And the other thing is too, if you get an intuitive flash, you might say to your best friend, oh my God, I think my ex is coming back or I think I'm about to hear from him. But a lot of the times it's like, oh, why did I say that at all? Why did I, I think it? But I think for most people it's read, practice, find your medium, like find how you tune in. Mm. Uh, but I think the biggest thing is is to trust it. That's so interesting. When you said before, I can't remember the flash or whatnot, it made me think of... Intuitive flash. Yes, it made me, thank you, <laughs> it made me think of deja vu. Yeah. So how do you put, like, do you have a thought on deja vu? Because it happened to me just recently and that always, mm. those moments where you go, oh my gosh, mm. I've, mm. this is so familiar. I feel mm, like yeah. I've been here, said this, done this yeah. before. Yeah. Sometimes it can be predictive dreams. You've dreamt okay. about it. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think in terms of quantum physics and things like that, there's this theory that like the past, present and future are happening simultaneously yes. and those kind of like really out there things. But no, I love deja vu and I love when I get it because it's like, oh, this is a sign that I meant to remember this or okay. yep, this yep. thing yeah, that's you lovely. Know, it is about to happen. So I, I will say I don't overanalyze it too much. I enjoy Just, it in the moment and go, oh, this is really cool. This is synchronous. Yeah. I know I always have to kind of announce it. I know that so yeah. I always have to go, oh my gosh, deja vu. Like yep. it's just, it's an overwhelming feeling of wow. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Mm, so interesting. So 50s Tribe, we have got so many more questions for Julia that we have decided to break this chat yes. up into And in the lead up to this two interview, Julia so kindly put on her Instagram to her followers to submit some questions for us to ask. And there's so many good questions. There's so many good questions that this particular episode with Julia is going to be divided up into part one and part two. So, but before we do wrap up part one, we've got a wrap up question for you. Oh, great. (laughs) (laughs) So we ask all our guests this, and we're seriously fascinated to hear how you're going to answer. So if you could go back in time, and you probably can in some ways, what would the Julia of today tell her 20-ish self? Oh my God. God, that makes me really emotional thinking about it. Not to sweat the small stuff and also like to back yourself more. I think in my 20s, Mm. I was really looking for so much approval. Yeah. And I think it's one of the yeah. great gifts when you sort of get to midlife. It's like, I don't give a shit. Yeah. You, you don't know, give a 50. Don't give a 50. Mm-hmm. And so I would be so kind to that girl. Yeah. Like the mm. things that she used to stress about and beat herself up about. But I will say I'm very proud of her because she took some huge risks, huge risks that I'm very proud of her for. Which set you on the path that leads you here today. Yeah. Which we love. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love. So love it. And I just resonate with that so much. It's that self-worth that we couldn't quite grasp. We couldn't quite get there. We couldn't get over the line, that Mm. seeking approval. And I think Chelsea Bonner said it in one of our interviews a while Mm. ago too. It's like even though in our own minds we can say it, but at the back of our mind there's this Mm. other voice calling you out going, you don't believe that. I think the thing that's carried me the last 10 years is that saying what other people think of you is none of your business. Yes, I love that. (laughs) And they may not even be thinking of you. Yeah. (laughs) Yes, that's right. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Yeah, Yeah. don't worry about what other people are thinking about you because they're not thinking about you. Or or if they are, what's it saying? The worst thing than people talking about you is not talking about you. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But I think it's like you're going to drive yourself crazy if you 
are obsessed with what other people yeah. think and say. Yeah. Just you're like, not going to keep everyone happy yeah. all of the time. No, no. no. And we and are not meant to. That. No, yeah, that's right. So that's it for us for part one of our wonderful chat with psychic Julia George. If you would like to know more about today's amazing guest, we'll put links in the show notes to her socials as well as her website where you can make booking. Don't forget to stay in touch. Follow us on Instagram at don'tgive a 50 or email us at hello at don'tgiveafifty.com.au. If you have a suggestion for a topic you'd like us to discuss or if you'd like to put yourself or someone forward, which is a bit rude really, isn't it? But we no, asked that every that. week. We had that the other week. Somebody <laughs> sent in someone for someone else. Does that make but, sense? But the someone else might not be that, oh, that well, happy about that. They, but They can sort that them, they, themselves. themselves. They can. It's a lot so, of self and themselves. Yeah. So, <laughs> but hopefully you can keep I, up. I actually kept up with you completely. So... Apart from all of that, go to our website, www.don'tgiveafifty.com.au. And while you're there, sign up to be part of our 50-ish tribe. We'd love to have you on board. Also, and very importantly, if you've got a moment, leave us or send in a review or suggestions of topics you'd like to know more about. Remember, gorgeous 50-ishers, life is for living. Don't give a 50 because we're all 50 and awesome regardless of age. And living and ageing is an absolute privilege. And just being awesome is our right. Thank you so much, Julia. Thanks, Julia. Yay. Amazing. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O- L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldejanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off.